a Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning. I'm Joe Salzone. We are one day removed from the start of the 2018 NFL season, and it was a tough day for the New York teams, starting with the Bills, who lost to the Ravens 47 to three. Nathan Peterman threw for just 24 yards and threw two interceptions. The Giants struggled in a 20-15 loss to the Jags. Odell Beckham Jr. caught 11 passes for 111 yards in his return to the field. Saquon Barkley uh, Barkley scored a 68-yard touchdown. In baseball, the Yanks lose to the Mariners 3-2. Mets beat the Phillies 6-4. SU football opens as a a 2.5-point underdog of Florida State for their game this weekend. The Seminoles narrowly avoided defeat at the hands of uh, FCS Samford this weekend. And the Browns tied with Pauley Steelers to open the season at 0-0-1. It's the best start for the Browns since 2004. I'm Joe Salzone. The Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Could you give me Odell Beckham's stats again real slow? Hey, <laughs> what the hell is good? The show is a mess. You are Terrible at this. No, the, the log's completely wrong. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean. Can you listen to the Daniel Baldwin show on ESPN Radio? And so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin show. <laughs> and welcome to the big show. We're oh back on Monday. God, oh. can we talk about Odell Beckham some more? They may have lost, but oh my God. <laughs> his bulge. His bulge was so impressive. Did you see the dye job on his hair when he took his helmet off? Oh, he's so sweat. He glistened. He did. Like a chocolate cake. I was like a spouting whale. <laughs> chocolate cake. I was, like, I was like a humpback. Oh, I needed it. <laughs> All right, so while we're doing this first segment, um, as will be tradition for our Thursday night and Monday night games, mm-hmm. um, we're going to have Neil draw. We're going to give him a flash look at um, um, the icons for the team, and then he's going to draw the emblems <laughs> by memory on the board. So, so here we go. Tonight's we go. games are Jets-Lions and Rams-Raiders. Neil, there is the look at the logos right there. Put those in your memory. And time's up. Time is up. And time if you'd like up. to watch Neil draw the logos, you can do that on Facebook.com slash ESPN Syracuse. We are live right there. On the whiteboard, Neil is putting out the logos. <clears throat> draw them at a size that the people at home can yeah, see. Yeah, don't it, make please, a minuscule nail. <laughs> yeah, draw big. Yeah, big. Yeah, yeah each corner. Each like, fill we, up each side with the logos. Yeah, you can get right. rid of the cat bet. Yeah, I remember that bet. Yeah, we remember the so, we need a bigger whiteboard. <laughs> you've had a uh, weekend, my friend, to digest everything that happened with the Dan Lebetard show. Well, here's on what's Friday, interesting about and, uh, what was your uh, takeaway? Well, a lot of activity on Twitter. Uh, I spoke with Alec; he had a lot of fun. I think he's going to be willing to come back if we come back. Here's what: here's the result so far. Um, so I'm having a terrible uh, pick week, but I reminded a lot of people on Twitter. Um, if you go back and listen to the show, um, I have never, when I was pro- when I was a professional, 
prognosticator. I would say the same thing to any of my clients. I'm being forced to pick five games. That's the rules of this this engagement. I have to pick five because that's what Colin Coward does. But really, when you go back and listen to what I said, I said, bet the ranch on the Ravens. Peterman is not ready to start. They will get no quarterback. They will not have an offense, Buffalo. And they will kill them. So that game, they won by 37 points. That was, was a massacre. So, so that was the game I said, bet the ranch on. Now, I'm being asked to pick. That was the game I liked the most. And, mm-hmm. and for me, would you rather bet $500 on a game that I'm saying is, is is the best bet on the board? Or would you rather bet $100 on five games and lose three of them? So, you know, I mean, I, again, I, I rest on... That was the game. That was my game. Now, the other picks that I made is because I had to make picks. Um, and so I didn't like the board. Sometimes I do like two or three games on the board. I liked only one game on the board. That's why I said this game is the game. Um, with that said, uh, I, I also, when you look at the Chicago Bears 23, the Green Bay Packers 24, Rodgers comes back on the field down by 20 points. And I I texted to um, Allison who is the producer of the Levitard show. And I, I texted her, watch Green Bay come back. This is going to be so exciting. And sure enough, they came back. So I predicted that Rodgers would take them down the field and mm-hmm. win the game down by 20 into the third quarter. Through a 75-yard uh, touchdown. And they did that. So uh, you know, it just it just had the smell of it. You knew when he came back they were going to do it. Um, and, so, and so that's great. But I don't cover the spread. So... Colin um, is two and two uh, uh, on his picks. We both had the Ravens, and he had Minnesota. Um, I'm one and three, but we go in tonight having opposite ends of the same game. He has the Jets plus six and a half. I have Detroit minus six and a half. So if I win that game, I tie him, and we go on another week. Um, I would be, I think, because of the response. I really don't think it matters. I bet you they want to do a Nostradamus thing. <laughs> That was, Every weekend. Well, that, that was, was huge. That was the next question I had for you. Did you think that uh, they the takeaway from it was like it went in as a feud and it left as a bromance? Uh, or was it a little no, bit of No, no, because I'm, I'm working on something for the Friday predictions. Um, if we go in, uh, I'm working on something stellar. Oh, wow. I'm working on something stellar. So we, yeah, we, but they were they they were just glowingly the the tweets I saw were yeah. Did Daniel Baldwin just Are turn gonna, from heel to face? Like is he? Do we I, love him I, th- now? I think when you look at the end of the segment, mm-hmm. you see Stugatz actually stand up and say, "You know what, Daniel? I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I'm sorry." He does. Yeah. He says he's sorry. Listen, perhaps there, there. I am wide open. This started. Please remember that this feud started by them coming and going through a list that they were doing some report on Justin Bieber, and they went through a list of the Baldwin brothers and why they sucked and why all this stuff. They and, said your brother uh, Billy was sedated a lot. Sedated a lot was Billy. Alec has never carried a film in his career. You were the fat one. I'm the fat one. Steven was basically... Not even mentioned. And yeah. to their credit, too, they didn't back down too much. Because like they, they were still the, busting balls, like, who is this talking yeah, to? Yeah, is this the fat, who's this now? Is this <laughs> the fat one? Is that what you do? And, and you know, Levitard's got to work on his stuff. He's got to work on his material. For him to turn around and go, is that what you said to, uh, what was it, Whitney Houston? You know, well, that it, means he's a real, he's a super fan. He's a like, super bald, uh, uh, yeah, like, Baldwin fan. And I thought your brother killed it, too. He was funny. Yeah, because he, he was just great. randomly the, chimed in. He just waited everyone's well. <laughs> Uh, guys, please quiet down. I'm about to get in my helicopter. I'm, <laughs> I I'm hella hell skiing in South, yeah. South America. And, and before we get off the Baldwins, I wanted to hit on one more thing I saw on Twitter yesterday. What'd you see? Uh, Billy tweeted out that it was 
his he and his wife's anniversary. Did you see this? No, I didn't see it. And he wished her a happy whatever anniversary it was, and she didn't know how many years they were married. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe that they, uh, we've been married this long. Oh. And she didn't know. She was off by a year on how many years they had been married. Well, you get to a point, like, what are you going to do? You know, how far? far? How far can you remember? Now, uh, I'd like you gentlemen to... Turn to the board. Okay, to see Forrest Now, hold on. Don't look yet. Don't, right, look, don't yet, look yet. Because I will tell you that this exceeds, this really exceeds expectations. <laughs> expectations. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Now, hold on. Expectations because it's so good. I haven't looked. Because it's so good. Give him some mic there now. <laughs> I will tell you that tonight's games are Raiders, Jets, uh, no, well, it's, hard to, it's hard to screw it up. The names of the teams no. are in two of the in, in, no. insignias. Oh, Daniel. Daniel. Right, wait, wait. It's so, Jets, so, Lions, Rams, Raiders. Before, and I don't know if that's even happening on the board right, right now. Before, before, if I, before I look, I want to ask you both the question. Hold on, yeah. I gotta, Can I ask you this question? Yes. All right. If you were to rank this by what grade you were in. Oh, my God. My uh, third. So, Third, you got third, third grade? grade. Yeah, my children draw better than this, and they are seven and nine years Hold old. Hold on, I, I got what was the? There's a team on there I can't figure out. What it is. <laughs> you know what all I the teams know, are? I know, I know what. But that there's looks one like, that looks like, like a look predator, at, like the predator. <laughs> can, yeah. I look, can I look at? Yeah, Daniel, please look at the board. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that I would think was the Ram. Yes, that is it, the Rams. The Rams, Raiders, and Jets are good, but the Lions are the movie. The, the Detroit predator. Lions looks like the Predator. That's not a lion, Forrest. <laughs> Have you ever seen a lion? Yes, I've seen a lion. <laughs> that one's like, standing I, up, scratching like yeah. a, like a like, cat trying to get in for a bowl of milk. I gave it claws. He made teeth. the Detroit Lion logo look like it's going like this. Meow, meow, meow. Is the lion, is, is the lion standing up in the Detroit Lion? No, it's running. It's running. Tunnel no, it's Forrest. It's it looks up. like where it's the wild thing is. Is it standing up? Let's see it's that. It's standing up. I think the lion is standing up. No, it's up like on one paw. Oh no! Yeah, no, it's, it's not quite. It's standing. pouncing. <laughs> it's not quite. Yeah, it's pou- pouncing. Yeah, it's 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 definitely. Yours is scratching at the door. It's, it's <laughs> can't, yeah, yours is going meow. Uh, oh. look, look at look at look at look at the ram. The ram looks like it's Polish. Yeah, I don't know what. What's up with the ram? The I Jets. I mean, is this? What cool? was that? What was that thing? What was the the gag that uh, they did on Saturday Night Live when they had the giant noses that would wobble back yeah. and forth? It looks like Gonzo, like or the Muppet Jimmy Gonzo, Durante, or Jimmy Durante. Cha cha cha. Jimmy Ram Ranty. <laughs> um, I did the outside. It's a hard time to screw up the Jets, isn't it? Why it's, is the Raiders sad? He's so sad. Yeah, he's sad face. Because they they're gonna lose. That's why. You can't it's sad. editorialize <laughs> logos. <laughs> it looks upset. Are you trying to make subliminal statements? It looks upset in the logo. The face looks upset. It's unbelievable that you decided to give it a frown face. <laughs> it looks upset. Because it, I know we get it for us. We understand oh. why you did it. But we, <laughs> we, we looks upset. We understand Have why you it? did it, but we don't understand why, why you did why, it. Why? Nobody, at no point do we say, give him a little bit of pizzazz. Right, right. <laughs> We said draw right. the logo. It's like it's like giving one of them a bigger bulge than it normally has. <laughs> oh, you know, you trying to feel Dale's good, buddy. I gave the Giants a giant one. <laughs> All right, I've I've gone from Jimmy Durante to the Lion. Looks like it would have Paul Lynn's voice. The Ram, you <laughs> the mean? Ram, whatever. No, oh, no, the no, lion. no, the Lion. Yeah, I'm the secret square. <laughs> <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I just love to be here. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know I did, Paul, uh, did you? Uh, <laughs> well, go to go to Facebook.com slash KROCK. Uh, sorry, Facebook.com slash ESPN Syracuse. Wow. If you want to see that. Really not a disappointment, Neil. No, it's exactly, exactly Neil, the same. Neil, 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 you did just a great Neil. job, buddy. You did a great job.
That's the first time anybody's ever said that. <laughs> Neil, you, you exceeded our expectations. Want to take our first time out here? Let's do it. Let's take a time out because I want to talk to you because you're very savvy on sports and, and particularly know. the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, easy, Whitney. <laughs> um, I know, baby. I uh, uh, I want to talk to you about the responses. Have you looked at these responses of Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> no. And they did, the the him not being there. They lost, it cost them the game. No, it cost them the no, game. No, it didn't. It cost them the game. It absolutely did not. The well, six turnovers cost them the game. If you want to get involved, you can. 437 like yards. I had him in my, uh, my FanDuel. Four, I took him. I knew he'd get off. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. Uh, I'll actually let you pick where you want to go with this segment. Do you want to well, go with Le'Veon Bell, or do you want to go what we were arguing about in the K-Rock studio? No, I want to first talk about Le'Veon Bell, because, okay. you, you know, I realized that Connor ran for 100 and... And 26, I think, yards or 36 yards. But, uh, and, and, and believe me, I took him, uh, um, in my fan duel. Um, and, and I made, I, I actually, you know, usually do the $5 ones and I made $40 on my, I was on fire. Um, but still, his response is saying, well, you know what, guys, I've never seen a, 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 a tie before. He made this comment on Twitter and I thought, what an obnoxious thing for him to write, you know? He, he was he, he was dissing the team that they tied, and I thought, why would you do that? You know, there's a lot of people that are upset that you weren't there. He is a better running back than Connor. He, you know, well, so he's the best in the biz. But it, it, well, okay, him not so, being there wasn't why they tied the Browns, though. Okay, well, well, hang on a second. You say that, but if this guy who played could exploit them for 136, Bill could have ran for 200 yards and scored two more touchdowns, and I beg to differ. I think he could have been the difference. I don't know. The Steelers still put up 472 yards of total offense. They turned the ball over six times and missed a game-winning field goal. So right. I, 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 get, I just I, I get don't it. think it was that big of a difference. Okay. I think it would have and been the same it, outcome. So, but, but, but didn't you just mention that he's the best running back in the business, and you don't think he would have made a difference to have the best running back he in the business? He hasn't practiced all year, like, and you're going to expect him to come out. and You don't think he's ready to play? I, I, how can he be? Well, because he would have been training like Colin Kaepernick is. I I don't I I I don't look at I I guess I'm a weird sports fan. I don't look you you got what you, the hand you were dealt. You went out there. You turned the ball over six times. It wasn't you know it wasn't anything. No, it wasn't it pretty. Was, it was it six turnovers that cost him the game. And I the funniest thing I saw was how many people tweet that they didn't realize you could tie an NFL game. It happens. Once every like five years, that fans it's have no idea that you can tie a, an NFL game, and I really think it is stupid. It is dumb. That you it sh- is dumb. They should just play until someone wins. But it's the it's the it's the best start of the season for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> since two thousand and four. <laughs> Can't take that away from them. <laughs> a tie. Look, are you a are you a fan of any team? Like, I don't get upset when my favorite team loses, like or tie. Like Steelers fans were. Beside, like, my friends that are Steelers fans, they were so it ruined their day that they tied the Browns. Like, do you get that way about a certain team? Um, a game that ends in a tie for me it, it might as well not even have been played. No. I, I can't stand a tie. But like, are you a like if you were a Giants fan, say if they lost, does it make you visibly upset? Put them back out on the field and make them play, or you know, do something. Yeah, the tie is ridiculous. You're avoiding my question, Mr. No, if it was the Giants, I'd feel... No, but uh, when your favorite team loses, do you do you get upset? Does it 
physically ruin your day or whatever your favorite team is? Um, you know, maybe. Honestly, the answer to that question is it depends if they got beaten or they lost. And, 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 and I see them as two different categories. When you, when you turn the ball over six times and you just create the loss – that makes me very angry when you. But if the other team comes in and they just played better than you and they, and they beat you, I can take that more. And no, I I don't go beyond a couple hours maybe of, of being bummed that my team's not in it anymore. You know, when the Yankees get knocked out, if they get knocked out by Boston this year, I'll go. Man, I would have really liked to see the World Series with the Yankees, but but I'm not. I'm going to get over it. If I was the Buffalo Bills and I went to four straight Super Bowls and lost four straight times, I probably I have some agita over that. Yeah, those fan. That's a fan base that's got to be just so out in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's an, it's a nightmare. And then and they always joke that okay, one of the Sabers play, but now the Sabers suck too. So you really got <laughs> nothing out there. Yeah, and you know what? They're they're building a team there, but. Uh, the decision to start, as I said, my lock game of the week was the Ravens minus seven. Um, you know, Peterman proved again that he he's going to be in trouble as the coach up there if he doesn't get. Uh, well, so, you got to put Josh Allen in week two. You can't. Yeah. You can't I, not start. I, him. Honestly, I don't think it's Josh Allen. I think you go with McCown. I think he played great in preseason. He moved the ball up and down the field well. His passing percentage was great. He has more experience than Allen. Um, I think you, you put Peterman in the in the two or three spot. Peterman I, should be cleaning the towels. We need Gump in here really quick too. Forrest, come in here quickly. Come on in, Forrest. Um, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> what? So, what was your biggest takeaway from Week One of the NFL? <laughs> that Bears. Uh, the my favorite thing last night was everybody jumping on the Bears to the Super Bowl bandwagon a half into the season, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was oh. Wait. Well, I, I think a couple of things. Um, how smart do the Chicago Bears look like when for trading for Mac? Did he play well or what? I mean, he was all oh, that was awesome. Field, picks one off and goes in. I mean, he he really he he almost single handedly on the defense changed the way that game was played and the outcome of the game. But sure enough, as I tweeted to Allison, I wonder if they're talking about a Levitard right now. My famous tweet down by twenty, and I predicted that. So we're waiting for Rogers tonight's results and tonight's results. We ha- we have to win. Mm-hmm. We have to win this game. Uh, we have to have Detroit to win by a touchdown or more. I still see as Detroit winning by multiple touchdowns. All right, Gump. Here's my question for you. That's why I brought you in. What did your day entail yesterday, and, and how long did it take? Like your take on the Giants game, and how long did it take you to recuperate from your? from the loss like do you get angry do you need to go lock yourself in your room i'm still suicidal (laughs) (laughs) usually i do get angry last year was really bad because they lost almost every game but i was actually happy i basically just didn't want to get blown out by jacksonville but they showed like improvements on the defense and saquon barkley and odell beckham played really well so that i was happy with it so why didn't they win the game because that what's his name dropped the punt (laughs) I'm on the sports radio because what's his <laughs> he, he was someone we picked name? up like a week ago. Who's, what's his who's name? McCall, it was a bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy I'd, oh, the I don't punter, recall. Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> 15 on the Giants. I, I don't know his name because he hasn't been on the team that long. You Hugh don't know Janus. his name? <laughs> what's he? What is he? What's, Number 15 on the Giants. Number 15. Wow. Let's his, look it up. What's let's, let's, let's put a name with it. His name is what the hell is his name? <laughs> they got him from 
Buffalo, right? N- no, I think Browns. it was Carolina. It was Carolina. That's I, why they because he was Dave th- Gettleman likes to take old players from Carolina that he got. I don't understand why Odell Beckham wasn't in there at the end to try and return that punch. Kalen Clay? Yes, that guy, Kalen Clay. Well, they probably probably don't want Odell to be in with the kind of money they paid him. But when the game's like that, he should be returning punts. Antonio Brown does it. Odell Beckham should be able to do it, too. Well, you have a good point. They They put Brown back there. What do you think about that? Do you think that you take a guy that you're paying the most money of any wide receiver in, in the game and you put him back on a high collision play like a like a punt return? You put your best athletes on the field in order to help yourself win. I think that's a, that should be your your There you uh, go. Your motto every time. You just agreed with Forrest. I did. <laughs> We're um, bros, man. We are. We're you best want, friends. You want to watch the games tonight? <laughs> 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 Want to come over to the crib? It's my birthday week. I got a whiteboard. <laughs> Shout out to uh to to uh your what's your name Forrest? Yeah. Shout out to Forrest for not taking Thursday his birthday off, unlike some of other employees that Paulie has who have put in for their weekends birthday weekends to now, take off. Now we travel to Connecticut on Wednesday after work, and then we're missing Thursday's show. Correct? Yes. Okay. So and that's, but Friday would be the forest extravaganza in here if we were to th- have it thrown out. And the Levitard show if you win. Wow. Oh, Friday wow. could be a big old. You show. You want to see me have an aneurysm? Yeah, <laughs> I, I will stroke out if we have to. We do have that to again. get. We have to get uh, Levitard's guys to pull up on a screen what's going on <laughs> in here. But we have dancers in bathing suits. They're gonna want. They're gonna want to transfer. I want to transfer up here. Oh, I'm so, just getting. Who's going to manage? Are you, you are you calling the dog walker to get a couple girls in here? What are you doing? I thought you <laughs> were. You had the connection for the chicks. You know what? There's going to be a, a bill involved in this. No. Oh, there'd be a bill to get the girls in here. Yeah. For it's sure. free publicity. We'll give out their f- personal phone numbers, their pimp's number, whatever yeah, they what got. Wow. wow. Assumptions. Assumptions of illegal activity. We. I just got to see Forrest with just. I'll go. I'll, well, listen, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. What time do we you want? You act the- like I know strippers. I don't know strippers. Oh, please. You date them. I do not. You I'm do too. 46. I don't know what kind of you fantasy do- world you're living vicariously through. I'm going to go get an Odell Beckham cutout and just strap a big old dong on it. <laughs> <laughs> and just put it right here in the studio. Put Forrest to work. Yeah, there you go, Forrest. <laughs> you played so well last time. Time to play tag. <laughs> You want to come back and do so what? Yes, come back not really, so but we'll we do it. Get out of here. I'm so excited. It's time for. Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin show. Hey now. <laughs> We're back. I do that now when I enter rooms. It's worked so well for you. The bark. That sounds like Scooby Doo. <laughs> I'm a younger version. Scrappy. <laughs> Just lost. Play so what? Please do. Something. Uh coming off their win to Wagner, Eric Dungey still sits on the odds to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Uh, although he was a plus eight thousand, but I'm trying to find the updated odds. I'll have them for you in a let second. Let me tell you something. I have worse information for you now that you brought this up. It is not a so what. 
Have a look at that, my friend. The list, according to ESPN, of the top Heisman contenders, he's number 10. So 8,000, he's now number 10. Yeah, he's, he's climbing, then. He's climbing. Climbing? That's awesome. He's, he's he in got, what, three position. votes? He got three votes. Mm-hmm. He actually got three votes, and people said he should have won it right now. It's three more than I got. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a jerk opinion of this. It's how, not a jerk opinion. He's a great quarterback. How exciting can we get, is that? Can we... Can we throttle it back a little bit? You let let's get through the preseason. Let's get through Florida State. Let's get through UConn. Let's put up some numbers. He can throw for five hundred against Florida State and still lose. Their defense is so bad. I I just I I, I Syracuse doesn't need undue pressure on them or unneeded pressure. When is Florida State next week? Yeah, noon Saturday. Here. Yes. I gotta I gotta come to that. I, I, I call. Cuse is going to win that game. Never heard back from uh, Wild Hacks office either. Never heard back. This blew me off. Do you want to talk about him? Do you? Do you like seriously? Is it is a good thing to be in the top ten of the best players in, in college football? Awesome. Is he going to go to the NFL? Probably. But it, it's so much to think that what he's done so far is Heisman Trophy win, winner worthy. After playing well, a directional Michigan and Wagner, no, well, this QB from Atlanta, Alabama, whose name I can't pronounce, is is <laughs> way better. He's way more likely. He's the favorite. He's not right now. West Virginia quarterback Will Greer is the favorite. Oh, all right. Uh, followed by Ed Oliver, who's a defensive tackle at Houston. Jonathan Taylor, running back at Wisconsin. Oh, from uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from yes. Home Improvement. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. Thanks for knowing my bad. And you know what joke. he. He's really good, this guy from Wisconsin. He's really good. So, no, I think this early on, look, it, it, it boils down to statistical stuff. And, of course, you're absolutely right. He has not played against Clemson. He has not played against a lot of these other teams that are, you know, power five division teams. So, yeah, he's padding his numbers somewhat right now. Of course, that that's true. But still, to go out in the field against Western and play as well as he did and run for, you know, 164 yards in the first half – you know that, and end up with over 200 yards rushing as a quarterback. Not and and, and by the way, not known as you know. Uh, uh, yes, he can run, but he's not known as a running a running back type type quarterback either. It's not like Syracuse has depended on his running ability for his success. He's a throwing quarterback for sure. So I mean, when you break out and throw for two, run for 200 yards in a game against another D1 school, that's pretty impressive. And it wasn't Wagner either; it was Western Michigan. They're in the MAC. They play tough teams, so I think it's uh, I think it's exciting. And I think if he has even a decent game, particularly if they beat Florida State, and he has a decent game, watch out. You know, he's going to vault up another four positions. He'll be number seven, and number he'll six. probably put up great numbers against UConn. <coughs> and then that's after that game. That's when you start judging. That's when you start judging. Listen, if you if you're in, if you can go and have a good game against Florida State. And you can move up into say two spots up. He moves up to Florida State secondary to, is terrible. To, terrible so, to number. Eight. Well, it, what it'll depend on is will the offensive line of Syracuse give him ample time to exploit how bad Florida State's defensive backfield is, and that remains to be seen. Um, so we can hope for that. But but remember, if he moves up a couple of positions and he's an eight, and then he torches UConn for four hundred <laughs> again, listen, the guy's gonna be like number five. He's gonna be right in the invite four. So. You know, you never. Hey, you never know. You never know. Dollar in a dream. Wow, that's all it is. What? Is this a so what to you? 
As of right now, Pull yes. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. So what? There yes. You go. Two games on. into the season, it's definitely Let's, a so what. We didn't ask for an excuse. An excuse is when it's not a so what. Move on, please. Uh, the, 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 this quote is about. Why do you hate Syracuse? Uh, <laughs> exactly. This quote is about a week old, but it started to get some national traction over the weekend when Jim Beheim was asked about Darius Baisley last week, who backed out on Syracuse. He said, uh, "I mean, he made a mistake. It doesn't do any good to talk about it. Everybody, everybody thinks I'm criticizing him. I'm not. I'm just telling it like it is. He made a mistake. He should own it." He's just not ready. He's just not physical. They're not letting him play in the G League because he'd get killed. That was Beheim's quote. A couple of uh, national publications picked that up over the weekend asking, does that hurt Beheim's ability to recruit younger players? Why would it? No, why would it? Listen, if uh, remember something, too. When, when these are NBA players and these are, quote, supposedly grown men making these types of decisions with agents and managers and marketing people behind them. They have a team when they're a big name. So that's not the case here. These kids' parents are usually a very, very big role in this decision-making process for them. And to have a coach who walks in and says, look, here's the good news. He's a great player. We really want him. We want to offer him all the things that we're allowed to offer him. Here's the bad news. If you do this, I think it's a mistake. You're not ready. If I'm the parent, I want to hear that from somebody of Jim Beheim's stature. That's what I was saying, yeah. I want to hear that. I want to know the real straight. Listen, my, because I think when you when you look at, and Coach Beheim will tell you this, I've had this type of conversation with him before about another player, Battle, and, I, and, and, and his answer was, this is a personal thing for him and what his family needs. I'm there to coach and advise them when they ask me, you know, and tell them what I think. And, and he's going to tell them the truth. If he thought Battle could go and start in the NBA or get on a team and, and, and you know, move right to a team, I think he would have said, yeah, you're probably, it's time for you to go. I think he would have been honest with him mm-hmm. and told him the assessment. You know, when you look at a guy like Carmelo, you think he didn't want Carmelo to come back? Right. You know, but Carmelo was ready to go after one year. He was ready. I don't. I don't. So having an opinion about a player is going to hurt his ability. Well, the to debate recruit. was: Does this kind of honesty hurt his recruiting? I'm, I'm bringing it up for a so what? No, it doesn't. And anybody that thinks that this is like all of a sudden, dude's been coaching since for 150 years. It's not like he's all of a sudden just decided to have you know this attitude. Towards Listen, the, the one, the one, the one that's the one that's um, that's worse is the one that greases the kid. And tells him, one year at our school, we recruit the kid. One year and you'll be ready. You'll be an NBA star. Come here for this first year. I know coaches. I'm going to get... And they lie to the kid. And they promise the kid things that they know they are not ready for yet. And they cannot project that he'd be ready in one year. You have to play that year out and see. Those coaches are the ones that I'm much more wary of and that I think, you know, are, are doing a disservice to the kids. Coach Bayheim gave his honest opinion. Yeah. Hey, you know, and, and he was very classy when the kid decided not to come. He said, hey, you know what, I mean, this is what he needs to do, and this is what he wants to do. You know, good luck to him, you know, blah, blah, blah. He didn't have sour grapes about it. He didn't say he's never going to make it or anything. Now that it's post-facto and he's going to be in the G League and he's not even playing, he said, hey, you know what, he wasn't ready. And in Bayheim's opinion on this isn't the wrong one. It's whoever told him that he was ready for the G League who is the wrong one there you go. in this, there in you this go. situation. That's right. $36,000 a year is going to make now. The uh, matchup between the uh, Dolphins and the Titans yesterday now holds the record as the longest game in NFL history. If you were in attendance, you would have been there for just over seven hours. I love it. Did they keep moving the fans up into the <clears throat> concourse? That was my question. It was lightning, right? It was yeah, lightning delays. I love it. They I were say, there. I say, if you want to make it... If you want to make it really exciting, 
if you want to make it back in you know Roman times in the arena, you want to really do it right. Put a lightning rod on their helmets oh, <laughs> and see who blows up on the field. I love it. I love it. I would watch that. Just watch it. Would you watch that? <laughs> I've watched that for seven hours. Just watch some guy just about to go. I, I hope it wouldn't be Odell. <laughs> no, leave Odell alone. <laughs> Don't give a rod to Odell. That's I would my break, job. I would break into harp and manipulate the weather so there was lightning over every <laughs> oh, game. Oh yeah, harp that's every game. Whole, I could do a whole show on harp. I know that's right. Conspiracy. Do you love getting me wound up? We haven't done conspiracy theories in a while. We got to bring some of those back. I'll talk about harp. I'd love to. We'll come in tomorrow. We'll talk about harp. All right. Finally, a dedicated Philadelphia Eagles fan said it was the superstition that led him to arrive for the team's season opener 14 hours before kickoff. Greg Matza showed up at Lincoln Financial Field at 4:15 a.m. on Thursday morning for the 8:20 p.m. game against the Falcons. He arrived similarly similarly early for the Eagles NFC Championship game, and he says, I'm superstitious, so I kissed my wife goodbye, said, fly, Eagles, fly, and got here at the exact same time I did for that championship game. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so he sat uh, in a parking lot by yeah. himself? Because he feels like it was superstitious that he had But does he there. have friends that go with him? Um, he, he said, well, his friends didn't show up until much later. He said he wouldn't have been able to sleep if he had stayed home anyways. It's like Christmas morning. He sat there by himself until his friends he showed up. I, I, I have to admit, <laughs> I used to um, I used to do this many, many years ago when I was way into it and would watch sports like religiously. And if someone was talking in the room when I was it was a critical time, I'd go, shut up, shut up, stop talking. Like it was going to really affect what was going on in the game. And I'd go, don't, don't talk. Go in the other room if you're going to talk. And I'd, and I'd focus, I'd watch and go, go, stop back, throw the ball, Pearson right now. And I'd visualize the play and i go through this whole, yeah, it was insane. But to sure. go to a game and sit in the parking lot by yourself? 14 hours early. Did you, that's, well, that's, how did he go to the ba- That's what, what's a fan? They're fanatics. A fan. It's a fanatic, you know, and this guy's it's a fanatic. It's an idiot. <laughs> he feels like they won their NFC East game because he got there at four fifteen a.m. So he but went don't and did we, the exact Don't we same all thing. have our idiosyncrasies? I mean, if you would ask this guy about Paulie the Mole driving down to a Miami game <laughs> yeah. instead of flying right. and eating fast food there like, and back and be gone for four days, you go, "What an idiot!" But I don't think anything <laughs> I do in life has an effect on a football but game. But what if it does? It doesn't, though. But what if Get it over does? Your, you're not I, that I, important I, I, I in think, the grand I think scheme you're of life. Piecemealing it right now. It, the idea. That that I'm trying to point out to you is we all have things that people would look at and go, really? Yeah, no, I do. I get that. But what fans do has zero outcome on the game. Well, and that, and that, and, and that, to think and that their lies, is insane. And there lies whether or not you believe that energy and things like that have a, play a role in it. You know, for, for instance, if that's the truth, then how come when, when take last night for as a classic example, so I'm sitting there watching, watching the thing, and I go, I can't believe they're down by 20. And Rodgers comes out. They go, Rodgers has his helmet back on, which is always a key indicator he might come back in the game. And I went, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. This would be absolutely karmatically perfect. I looked at Robin, and I said, watch. Rodgers is going to come back in the game. He's going to come back, and they're going to beat him. And she went, down 20? I said, watch, watch. And then I texted it to the producer of the Levitar show. Get ready. This is going to be exciting. He's going to bring him back. And sure enough, he did it. And, and and so now I don't watch every game I want someone or don't want someone. I knew he wasn't going to cover the spread. I knew that that was lost already. That it was going to end up being a one or two point game if he did bring him back mathematically. 
And I wasn't rooting for it. I didn't care. I could care what happens in, sh- in Chicago or Green Bay. I really don't care. But I knew he was going to bring him back. But for like, sure. Do the players in their post-game press conference be like, I'd like to thank Bill. He came 14 hours early again today yeah. and sat in the crowd. Carol up in... Uh, no, I don't think that they necessarily know. Carolyn Scran has think to change her underwear in a month. Do you think I'm going to get a message from Aaron Rodgers? Thank you, Great Renoster Daniel, for believing in me. Probably not, but he owes me that. Because you didn't have any effect on But he owes me that. Let's go to break. Thank we'll be you, right Tom, back. for we'll... wearing the same underwear every day. Do you want to finish the... so what? What do you got? That was it. That was my kicker. You know, that was the kicker? That, that was, was a good. giant so what. Oh. The whole segment <laughs> sucked. Hey, now. Well, I screwed up. You screwed it up? Yeah. Surprise, this surprise. This is the Daniel Baldwin now Show. Okay, I, let me try again. Hey, now. <laughs> Paulie, what do you got going we on? Got, uh, oh. There's a lot of going on in Central New York. Well, this Saturday is the Canine Carnival, our friend Wayne Mahar's Canine Carnival, Saturday, September 15th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Jamesville Beach Park. It is free. If you're looking to add a pup to the family, hundreds of dogs are up for adoption. Paulie started falling in love with dogs at this very event, and then he got his own Indiana. Of course, uh, photos are available, caricatures from Driver's Village. The list goes on and on and on. Go to caninecarnival.org for more information. And uh, just a little uh, behind-the-scenes uh, thing. I am working on getting dogs in here one day this week for us to hold well, up to the Facebook Live cameras and run around in the studio during the show. Dogs that are available for adoption? A dog that are available for adoption. Oh. I'm, I'm bringing my big boys. They'll eat them. Let's yeah. bring the big boys in. You can bring them in a different day. I don't I'm want to going scare the... Pam Levine, actually, mm-hmm. who really does run Galaxy, Ed's wife, um, the great Ed Levine. Uh, Pam, who really, behind the scenes, quietly, she runs the whole show. And she said to me, uh, we're going to do like celebrity dog walking at yeah. this thing on Saturday. So yeah. I'm coming. I'm bringing the boys. You get to meet the great Jethro and Roof. I'll bring my girls. We're going to make a day of it. Yeah, we'll be there. You going? I'm celebrity dog walking with you. Oh, you're bringing the dog? I'm bringing my dog. And because- you you No, going? I got an SU game. And because what time's the SU game? Noon, but we're on the air at 10. So. And what time's the dog walk? 10 to 3. So you can go to it and catch the game. Where is it? Jamesville Beach Park. It's really you can nice. do both. It's free to get in. So I can get in there, do an hour dog walk, and get home, drop off the dogs, and get back to the stadium? Wow. If you're, That's a, if you're a globetrotter like that, go I, for it. I can do it. I can make it happen. And because of the Great Canine Carnival this week, we're doing Underdogs of the Day. Today's Underdog of the Day, 1983. NC State team beat Houston. Ooh, that was uh, uh, don't uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Charles. Charles. Yep, Dunk who Pete. shot it? Uh, don't look. Derek Wittenberg. Ooh. I know this because I've watched Wittenberg. The, I've watched the and 30 he shut up 30. a three, and no one, no one, no one covered the back door on the, like an alley oop. It was really Akeem and you know those, but none of them saw it coming. So yeah, and hopefully, I'm I'm debating on what will be the greatest underdog at the end of the week. Because I, I, I still go I still go Villanova Buster Douglas one two but we'll we'll figure it out we'll don't, sit. don't tip your hand yet <sighs> do you have to have won the 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 event in order to be considered the greatest underdog yeah I would think so right you have to have won it yeah so you couldn't be the greatest underdog ever even in a loss just because of how well you played no I wonder what the biggest sporting event point spread in like a football game and basketball game we would be true that would be fun to know um uh, there was an the oklahoma biggest. football game and they, they were favored by like 42 or something and they lost uh no appalachian state michigan too was a huge one they were they were like a 31 right. point dog we'll have another one tomorrow but but it, the, the example i was thinking about was when chuck wepner fought muhammad ali in the movie rocky was made about it 
Weppner went with like 14 rounds with Ali, and it was absolutely one of the most brutal. Ali dropped his gloves to his side in the 12th round and looked at the referee like, please stop this. I don't want to keep beating this man up. And Weppner would not go down. He actually knocked Ali down in like the sixth round. Uh, that, right. that that could be that could be one of the biggest ones for me. All right, uh, last ten seconds. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Everybody, oh, Cam's everybody, delicious Cam's. Everybody have a good night. We'll talk to you night. again it's tomorrow. 11. All right. Jeez.